Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Gag, a spoop cast where I, Joshua Simon, with some of my super special guests, discuss the movies that should have scared me straight, but didn't, and instead turned me into the gung-ho, atrocious golem, or gag, that I am today. And I'm really, really excited because it's the crossover event that nobody except me wanted. <laughs> the uh, the crossroads of my musical theater and scary movie obsessing career, if it can be called that. <laughs> and my guest today is someone I've known for a really long time and have admired for even longer. She is an actor and director and a member of the faculty of musical theater at the Catholic University of America. Of America. America's Catholic University. Uh, and the owner of a beautiful St. Bernard and an even more beautiful baby named Oscar Linus. He's not a baby anymore. I own him. You do. And I gotta say, Oscar Linus is probably the cutest goddamn name for a child I've ever fucking heard. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm introducing Blue Language so that we know, even oh, though we're talking Thank about you. your Thank your you. child, that we can say whatever the fuck we want. Great. Good. It's Tracy Lynn Oliveira. Hi. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm very I'm super excited. You've been um, a star of the stage for a while, a Broadway alum, and you're making your professional directorial debut I am. at Rorschach Theater at the Silver Spring Black Box. We're doing The Toxic Avenger, the musical, which, as you probably know if you listen to this, is based on a, what I think is the most 80s movie of all time. 100%. From... I mean, it's more 80s than, like, The Breakfast Club. Yeah, like, like fuck Amadeus, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the hair alone in the opening credits. Oh, so good. Um, before we get into this movie, though, I do have to ask, what turned you gay this week? Um, I think... I I'm always a little bit gay. Like, let's just... Oh, yeah, who let's isn't? Let's just put it out there. Um, but I think the, the gayest thing I did... This week was a sob like a baby watching B. Arthur sing 50% from Ballroom. I, okay, I love that song. I lost my goddamn I have mind. No, I, I had no oh. idea she had it. Or she did. Well, she's original cast. It was Dorothy that, Loudon, I uh, thought. It was B. Arthur first. It was oh. B. Arthur like in the 70s or wow. whatever. It was Dorothy Loudon later. Dorothy Loudon, um, a.k.a. the first Miss Hannigan for you oh, theater yes. queens. Out yes. There. I'm pretty sure. I might have it backwards, but I'm almost positive it was B. Arthur first. But you can find a video of B. Arthur singing oh, wow. it. And I literally was just like, <laughs> I love Hello, this so B. much. Arthur. Yeah. So, um, Bay Arthur, more like. I'll see myself out. What turned me gay this week is for the first time after my fiance had been trying to get me to watch it for a long time, I finally caught Burlesque. Oh, it's so good. The Christina Aguilera it's Cher so movie. Good. And Kristen Bell's in it. Kristen Bell Kristen is Bell giving is, wonderful is giving mm -hmm. the performance of a lifetime. I fucking love that movie. I think that movie is as good as Showgirls in that way. I gotta say, it really does have this level of camp that does relate to the the movie that we're discussing today. And and yet, to me, camp the idea of camp uh, culture, or camp classic. I thought you were movie. talking about for a minute, like camp that movie oh that movie also I, a camp classic I hate it so much but that's a different podcast oh definitely i i feel like camp implies a certain obscurity that a movie starring Cher and christina aguilera just doesn't have yeah i'm with you there i'm with you there but and yet it, it it's nothing else I, yeah, but I mean, camp i feel like Cher and christina have become 
like Christina especially has sort of become campy over the years. Yeah, but though. like this movie, I feel like might have started her on that. It could have journey because she because well she have. was definitely she still had some genie in a bottle going on in this movie. Yeah, but you was... could see the beginnings of I'm gonna start wearing white suits and just coach people on the voice, and that's gonna be my is career. Is it more than ten years old? How old is it? 2010. Is it? It okay. is a decade okay. old. Casper Lask. I love it. Which is wild. Is it the, la- the last movie Cher? No, she's Mamma Mia. Oh, that's right. But oh, she's yeah. only in Mama that for Mia like two. 10 minutes. But her performance in this film Wait, we're is... talking about Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia 2? We're still talking about Burlesque. We're still talking okay, about great. Burlesque. Okay. Is it's... so... I mean, when you're painting a face... It's like you're painting a canvas. It's so But instead good. of a canvas, it's a face. It's Look, I think I think she's actually a really good actor. Like I think Academy Award she winner fucking pulls it off. Two time nominee. Not many people remember her turn as the lesbian in love with Meryl Streep in Silkwood. Oh shit. Got I an don't Oscar even, nomination. I, I've never even heard of that movie. <gasps> oh I yeah. know. Yes. Am I less gay now? Uh only a little bit. Okay. But you, you, right, you know, you still fine. wouldn't say no if Cher came knocking on I the door. I got one of my pink stickers taken away. Oh no! <laughs> um, and another film I ha- I watched uh, this in the past few days a very eclectic couple of days cinematically because I watched one of the most upsetting movies I've ever seen. It's a documentary called Body Without Soul. Oh God! And it's about underage gay male prostitutes in the Czech Republic. Oh, wow. Which is, has for a long time, this movie came out in the 90s, has for a long time been a huge issue. Child trafficking in... in in the Czech Republic and and in areas in Eastern Europe. Yeah. So that movie was super upsetting and I would recommend it to literally no one if they want to smile. And yet, because I am that cinematically obsessed i was able to connect both burlesque and this terrible documentary back to the movie we're watching i love this or we're talking you. about i love this for you because this also... movie is like burlesque meets trauma porn basically i mean yeah the the movie the toxic avenger directed by lloyd kaufman and michael hers lloyd kaufman is best known as the founder of trauma films when did you come into contact with trauma films? I, when I was a kid, because I used to watch, um, there used to be a program called USA Up All Night, <laughs> and there was another program on a different channel called Saturday Nightmares, and um, we, you know, I, my dad would pass out <laughs> when I was a kid on a Saturday, and I'd stay up at his house and just watch movies i had no business watching oh um, yep this so, i remember the spice channel like there's no oh see that was that was after my time <laughs> like we got basic cable wow. when i was 10 you know i mean so the reason this movie became a cult uh, a cult classic with its violence and its sex and its offensive dialogue and just its general energy and screaming which is the bulk of this film is oh, just God, screaming yeah. and offensive language yeah um, and violence. I think the reason this movie became a a cult classic was because the year after it was released, it would be shown at midnight, a la Rocky Horror. Oh, really? Um, on a cinema in on Bleecker Street in New York City. And one of the things about Troma is the is the 
quintessential New Jersey-ness of oh God, yeah. all of their stuff. It's a little bit off the beaten path, mm-hmm. a little bit obscure, but it, it has this earnestness and this, lo- and this self-satisfied love for itself that you can only find in New Jersey. Yeah, I'm going to give you that. I'll give you that. Um, I mean, the movie starts where with that voiceover saying, New York City, the world capital of culture and industry. And I was like, girl, New York's not even the capital <laughs> of New York. Right, right. It's not. Like, New York, does New York seem very self-important to you? Oh, God, yeah. You've you've lived there, you've yeah. been there, you've performed on the Broadway. Yeah, yeah. I, I being there performing actually is what made me go like, I don't mm-hmm. want to live here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I'd work there again. I'd live in Brooklyn and work in New York sure. in a heartbeat. That, I lived in I lived in Brooklyn. Exactly. That like commute's that. terrible though. The commute from Brooklyn to Broadway. Yeah. And even Brooklyn is nowhere near affordable anymore. No. It's crazy. No, even far out. Yeah. Yeah. And Trauma Films um is was known for its like sex comedies and its shoestring budget movies before Toxic Avenger came out. Mm-hmm. When Toxic Avenger came out, um, they immediately pivoted and focused mainly on gore, horror, comedy films that were as crude and irreverent as possible. And they made a a name for themselves doing that. And there's a re- I think that's the reason Troma still has fans today, and why oh, this totally. movie, like what about this movie do you think even though it's so crude it's so violent it's so offensive it has every racial or homophobic oh, slur you can think offensive of on every level and yet so appealing and endearing why do you think that is well there are like moments of genuine like you know well i, I said this in like the first day of rehearsal like mm-hmm. it's just a little superhero love story it is. when you break it all down but there are moments like sarah is so sweet and like her acting is so earnest so earnest albeit not good but it's so earnest and wonderful and like and the jokes are actually funny like They're a lot of them are actually funny, funny. like there are there are little punny schwarzeneggery one-liners like they're just like there are some moments where i was like and sometimes the things that are delivered without commentary are just like oh, the, totally. the complete like when one of the thugs is a cross dresser and it's not commented no, no on one says at a all. Word. No one says a word. It's just accepted and they move on. That's what makes it funny and yet not. I know that they're going for cheap laughs with, you know, look, it's a bearded person in a wig. Right. And yet the fact that they're not they pandering. They don't draw attention to it at all. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. I think that's one of or the reasons. Or the Nazi cop. The fact that one of the cops is a Nazi. I think that. Making the, making all of the crudeness and all of the terrible things that people in this movie do, it all eventually circles back to rich white people in power. I mean, yeah. So I think that's, that's one of the universal. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It also has like, there are times when it feels like a Mel Brooks movie or like, um, yeah, like you know, Dr. Strangelove. Like it has a very like self-aware sense of comedy and like, yeah. but yeah, you're right. I mean. White people. <laughs> There's no, um, none of the things that happen in this movie would be out of place in like a, a Quentin Tarantino film. Correct. But the fact that it's shoestring budget and and crude for the sake of being crude, there's uh-huh. no pretension about it, uh-huh. makes it more earnest and proves that the people that were making this movie are being crass, but they have a love and respect for 
filmmaking. Yeah, totally. Despite all of that. Totally. The let's talk about the fact that this movie or er, takes place in in Tromaville, the toxic chemical capital of the wor- world. Do you think that's um a placeholder for a real place in New Jersey? I mean, I mean that that was really hardcore when Jersey was being known as like the armpit of America. Yeah. You know, and it it did have actual like toxic areas, didn't it? Like wasn't there like there's Is that where like, Aaron Brockovich was? No, that no. was in the Midwest. No. That was about power lines, I think. I but wouldn't like, I wouldn't doubt it because New Jersey Like the water in New Jersey is notoriously terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean everything from New Jersey feels like it trickles down from New York mm-hmm. City from Manhattan, which is mentioned in the musical right. and in the and in the beginning of the film that New Jersey has been dubbed the armpit of America and New Jerseyans have basically accepted that mantle and been like, yeah, we're an armpit, but we're the stinkiest armpit. Yeah. Yeah. It's become this like, yeah, we fucking live here. Like, like, fuck you for not living here. We suck, but we know we suck. I'm better better than you because we suck so much. And that permeates Mm -hmm. this film. (laughs) Also in that, like, I can say we suck, but you can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only funny when I say it. Exactly. And that also permeates this film because in just the opening credits alone, it throws everything at you. It throws men in thongs who appear like this gay couple that appears. That whole gym, gym going montage. Is that what you're talking about? That's what made the the movie. Yes. It's so gay. (laughs) The movie started out. Lloyd Kaufman had this idea of shooting a horror film based around a health club. And that's where... Was that the whole, like, initial... Like, like, ten years before this film was made, he came up with that idea to promote a health club that he was, like, working for or something. That's amazing. By making this. And so this whole 80s montage where everyone's in super good shape and the hair is high and the breasts are perky, both... uh, Everyone's breasts. (laughs) The random shots, it'll just, like, zoom in on tits. Oh, yeah, this movie loves tits. And then come back to them. But this ma- movie loves... it doesn't matter the gender of the tits. Oh, no, no, no. Loves tits in, in general. That's that's another thing is that, yeah, this movie just throws everything at you in so quickly and so uh, unflinchingly that mm-hmm. you just go along for the ride. Yeah, totally. And it's a more, I mean, it's a less pretentious and more fun ride than any of the super violent but, like, artistic films that are made. Yeah, I agree. I and agree. yet... The makeup and effects in this movie are a feat of shoestring budget artistry. They're not bad. Like, the, you know, the, the head exploding when, when the exploding. kid gets run over. Like, Kids are, yeah, a movie that casually runs over a child, which is like... And not in a funny way. No, no, they don't... I mean, they, they paint the villains, these, like, yep, these, like, rich teens or 20 something I, I always i got the impression they're like young young people adults. yeah yeah who run over other people in their car for funsies for points yeah for yeah. points and like the girlfriend goes through this whole scorecard of every slur imaginable right, right. she's like this ethnicity is worth this many points kids this, are double kids are double and it's so terrible and so bad but like I said, I watched this horrifying documentary earlier about right. what happens in real life. And what happens in real life couldn't hold... Like, this movie can't oh, hold yeah. a candle yeah, to no, it. No, And so that's the kind of thing where this movie will tell you 
right at the top, this movie is violent and this movie is offensive. Mm-hmm. But it's fake. Right. It's a fun time. We're not taking ourselves right. seriously. Right. And I'd rather watch this movie a hundred times than see one more of that terrifying documentary, documentary about <laughs> child prostitution, even though this movie has a child prostitution it in sure it. It sure does. Yeah. I had forgotten about that until I rewatched it yesterday. I <laughs> She's like, I thought you were going to take me to the David Bowie concert. Yeah, this 12-year... Like, oh, oh, my God. God. And this shit was happening in the 80s. Yeah. That's another thing about this movie is it comes out in the 80s. And the 80s were a time of such repression. And, and the United States was trying to pretend they were this um, pristine nation of moral values. But Bill Cosby was drugging and raping people. And Ronald Reagan was ignoring (laughs) countless people dying of AIDS. And so this movie is how I choose to remember the 80s. And I don't care who knows it because it's it's not hiding behind any veneer of propriety. No. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, this movie is is a horror show in in the best way. It's almost like he made a list though and went like what have we done this yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did we use the N word yet? Have we twice cool? Right, we can exactly. Move on to, we can have move we on to the a F child? word. Have we killed a baby? Have we made have we fun of the mentally old... handicapped? Exactly. We we could probably get into some plot. <laughs> yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> um, the movie is about a janitor at this health club named Melvin Ferd the Third. I feel so bad for him in this movie. I know everyone's making fun of him. He's played as probably mentally handicapped, intellectually disabled somehow, um, and everyone's making fun of him. All these rich white health club goers are just like the entire health club is out to get this guy. Yeah, it's terrible. Let alone these four terrible people who do the hit and runs yeah. for funsies. Um, their names are Bozo and Sluggo. Sluggo. And do the girls have names? I don't. No, I don't think they ever say they, the girls' names. They're just tits. I know. They're just a pair of t- the, They're fantastic, though. That, no, not, I don't girls, mean the tits. Oh, those girls. Their performances the tits are, are also great, but amazing. Like, they're like, the we know why we're here. Yes, it's so good. Oh, my God. When she takes off her bra and you can see... Or, like, she's wearing this bikini. Well, she's never not wearing a the bikini. The part where she's, like, seducing Melvin. Yeah, and she's wearing this bikini that does not match up with the tan she received the sure day before. Not. Sure does not. And it's like, but the, okay, the, I've been to New Jersey. Parts. This is what happens. That's one of my favorite parts where she's like, Melvin, I want to do it with you. Um, I want to do it with you. And he's like, what? <laughs> oh. And she makes him wear pink. And a tutu. And a tutu. See... I didn't even realize this the first time I watched it. That he's it. wearing, that the, he's tutu wearing the, whole movie. the tutu. Yeah, this like black charred tutu, tutu that she makes him put on before the prank that ends <sighs> up with him in a vat of nuclear waste. Right, right. He's wearing a tutu and this polka dot onesie. And it's funny that everyone's laughing at him because he is wearing, without a doubt, the most clothes of anyone. Totally, totally. In, the, in this movie. <laughs> but they make fun of him. He falls into the waste. And when he comes out as this uh, grotesque superhero, the Toxic Avenger, the tutu is now black and charred. Yeah, well, he catches on fire. He catches yeah. on fire. And, ooh, oh, hi, sorry. it's a St. Bernard a, come to join us. It's a dog. Hi, it's a Beasley. Dog shake. I should have taken it off. Oh, the, there's a giant dog and joining the podcast. She's now sniffing you, the microphone. You probably will hear her panting. Oh, yeah. And uh, Beasley doing? the St. Bernard, it's honestly been a dream of mine. Okay, sweetie, I'm going to I'm gonna move the microphone. <laughs> You should leave those pants in. She's so tall <laughs> that she does not need to even 
We'll give her a second because she's about to go up the stairs. All right. It's going to be loud. Um, it's probably better that she's not down here, though, because she uh, was farting. Oh, wow. Uh, and you don't want to be... That's that's a trauma film. This movie itself. did not have enough dogs farting. No, sure did. It had a dog a murdered. Dog murdered. Um, <laughs> that's talk- one of my favorite parts, though, because they cut back to the dog, who is clearly fine. Right. He's like, panting, <laughs> and they're like, the dog is dead. They cut to the dog. He's covered in, like, ravioli. Ketchup, yeah. And he's, he's like, so happy to be there because he knows he's getting, he's going to get to eat all he's that ravioli. Like even though yeah. it's supposed to be, a like, a flesh wound that they use to kill this dog. And it's a seeing eye dog, too. Right. This, this movie casually throws down the line, I've always wanted to cornhole corn a blind chick. Yeah. That's wow. my favorite line. Wow. One and of my yet, favorite lines. And yet the love interest is a blind woman who's, you know, still a woman in the 80s. So she's incredibly hot and well-dressed, but she's... (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Bye, Beasley. Go upstairs, Bees. You got this. Um, And she doesn't get a whole lot to do in the movie, which is a bummer. I mean, this movie could definitely... I mean, it's from the 80s, so who's expecting it to be, like, a feminist anthem? brilliant. But she's brilliant. I wish she got more screen time just because she is so freaking funny. Yeah. The way she like she like constantly is like cocking her head like a meerkat. Oh yeah, like, her this way her and physical that, and, like, work is oh, my God. is fantastic. The physical work in this movie is also pretty wonderful. The everyone's way she constantly doing falls down. Oh yeah, everyone's doing their prat falls and their their slapstick really well. This movie is full of wonderful clowns like good sight gags. Oh like, yeah, so much ball hitting. Oh the the nut. This movie is screaming. Offensive language, gore, nut and as many tits and nut shots as possible. Yeah, so good. And that's all that this is. It doesn't pretend to be anything else. Did you notice, like, in, and I think this is, like, throughout 80s movies, like, have you noticed there's never any butts? There is a lack of butts. Just, I think, just boobs. I think that a lot of that is that the 80s were a time of, like, the Jane Fonda workout where you wanted to be, like, a slim. Right, Wait, and fake tits yeah. were really fake starting tits, to be Fake tits, but, like, butts didn't matter. Butts didn't matter because You're right. because white people didn't have any. You're right. Any butts? Yeah. So why should we focus yeah, on the butts? We don't exactly. have them. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot sense. of this, a lot of all the problems in this movie trace back to rich people in power just just getting away with shit. Yeah, like and when the mayor. Is that's like, very eighties to me. Totally. Totally. It, it was who it was, the fact that we're still dealing with the lax environmental regulations that oh, came out of the yeah. 80s yeah. and this movie is about pollution yeah. and right. how bad it was and that and like we're we're, we're careening toward living in the in, toxic dumping in, ground yes of that movie. we are all surrounded by toxic chemicals now and it's oh, crazy God. that a, a movie that is 30 years old 30 yeah almost 40 almost 40 almost 40 years mm-hmm. old um which is also is... just made me want to crawl into this chair and die <laughs> Um, yeah. We're both the same age as this movie. I, 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 yeah. I, I say that it's a quintessential 40. 80s movie, but it's how I choose to remember the 80s because I, I wasn't there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, not mm, I was not there for the 80s. Like, there's no way. So this is my only frame of reference. That's wonderful, too. <laughs> These movies. Like, what if you had only ever seen, like, horror movies from the 80s? And, like, I kind of have. Well. <laughs> and so that's my... That is my... Yeah, frame of reference there. I think it's a good time to start talking about... This movie has so many little things that make it worth rewatching, and and I saw some of those things this time, and it might be the third or fourth time I've seen the movie. 
Um, and yet I'd rewatch it again because because there are all these little things happening, like people getting punched in the nuts in the background or people prat falling in the background. There's so much falling. There's so many things. It's like a it's like a rom com. The taco shop alone, I think, is like such a quintessential yeah. scene of and, like comedy. Yeah. The taco shop scene is brilliant. It's so good. The most entertaining uh, robbers in the world come into a taco shop rather than a bank, a liquor store. No, they choose a taco shop and are like acting like a bank. The guy's like, we're we're your entertainment for this. These are the most entertaining they're criminals so entertaining. ever and they they wanted to cornhole a blind chick also. they're wearing they're wearing makeup that makes no sense yeah no what is they're like the one guy's in like kabuki makeup he's in basically. kabuki makeup like, and the one excuse i have i can see for that is that that thug actor is in a later scene is he really? the one with the half notice. a face i didn't notice until this watch but i'm like wait they just cut to a guy who is definitely the same actor just oh, without no. face paint so maybe they were like uh okay so uh we'll paint your face for this scene so that when we film like the other stunt like yeah it's a stunt man they mm-hmm. couldn't you know they had to they had to make a movie That's, now i need to go back again the sheer determination that t- it took to make this movie is also admirable. Oh, it reminds me of like a movie you would make with your friends in college, like fucking. It out. is, yeah. That's that's one of the cornerstones I think of of trauma movies is the totally the idea that you can come out of the armpit of uh, of America mm-hmm. and still make watchable movies. Yeah, that's you know that's what people like about trauma is that I mean. Again, I'm saying that for maybe the twentieth time, um, and a lot of that, a lot of that translates into the musical. But the musical production, which I don't know if I've mentioned, but I I'm in it. I'm going to be in the show. And you're brilliant. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I keep bragging. About I'm. You. I mean, it's. I'm so excited to be doing a musical based on a B movie because it's my two favorite things. And you play. How many people do you play? Like 15? You got to play a lot. I mean, similarly to how they reused actors in this movie, this musical is like, we're going to have five actors and two guys are going to play like 60 roles because that's the kind of feeling we're going through, Mm -hmm. we're going for. Mm -hmm. There are some major differences though between the movie and the musical, which I like because that makes them both a singular experience. Yeah, I agree. Um, so you can really enjoy them both without being like worried about how faithful they're being because they're 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 not. This is a musical written by one of the members of Bon Jovi, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, the keyboardist. Uh, yes, David Bryan and Joe mm-hmm. DiPietro, the writers of the musical Memphis, also penned um, the Toxic Avenger musical, and right around the same time, I think, right? Really? Well, Toxic Avenger, I feel like premiered. In like 2008 or two, like 2009, like somewhere around there, and Memphis oh, wow. was like ish around the yeah, same time. 2008 or nine. it's like it's like uh, maybe Eddie Eddie Perfect making King Kong and Beetlejuice totally, at the same time. Totally. It might have been a little bit later. Contemporary. Because I did a show with Nancy Opal. Excuse me while I pick up the name I just dropped. Oh my, um, Nancy Opal. But I did a show with her, and she had just finished it. Gotcha. So that was probably 2000. I don't know. 2013, Nine or ten. So, oh, okay. So maybe it was. Nancy Opal was the original mayor, the villain of the musical. A major difference is that the mayor in the movie is um is a man. He's a he's 
literally the definition of, of a fat cat. Like he's, he's actually he's got like a harem. Yeah, like he's got. Always massaging. He's him. always getting massaged while eating a sandwich. He's eating a sandwich. The fat shaming. Like he, that, the fat like shaming of that too. character. They're like, look how look how fat he is. He must be rich and powerful. Isn't he disgusting? <laughs> yeah, like isn't he disgusting? Because they Troma ha, reuses that actor because oh, of yeah, his size yeah. and because of his ability to play these these. He's good though. He's, he's a, a good, good actor. actor. I'm enjoying his performance. I was watching the scene with the Nazi cop, like the press conference. I was like, this guy is giving me like oh, yeah. realism. Yeah, he's we can give him a shout like... out. His name is Pat Ryan Jr., a B movie star. Unfortunately, passed at the age of 44 oh, that's a from shame. a heart attack. Well. But his performances are are sealed to posterity thanks to a scrappy little He's production company good. named Troma and and his performance as the evil mayor and all of his cronies including the chief of police a literal nazi mm-hmm, mm-hmm. got a german accent it's and it's another one of those things that's just not commented on no. even even when he goes mein führer i mean mein mayor he like, heils oh absolutely he steps at right. one point yeah and you can be like <gasps> I'm offended, but I mean, Stanley like, Kubrick did it in Doctor Strange Love. At that point, they've done so many other things. Exactly. Like, why not throw Nazis, in a Nazi? Like, why not throw in a thug named Knuckles and another named Nipples? And Cigar Face. Don't forget about Cigar Face. Oh, right. Because he says. My favorite line in the whole. Hold on. I wrote it down. Oh, please. It's, you're going to get. You're going to get six new assholes. Compliments of Cigar Face. Yes, I love, an, I love a villain who has to say his own nickname and then say, Do you know why they call me Cigar Face? Oh, it's so good. With a cigar. Right. In his face. I have a thought about that. <laughs> a thought? No, no, I was, oh, uh, I was it's... being someone else. And then, yeah. <laughs> um, some other differences besides the fact that a lot of these wonderful characters, uh, just due to time constraints, are not in the musical ma Ferd is in the movie right but she's a much larger she's mm-hmm. more fleshed out in the musical, in the musical. yeah maybe to give the actress playing the mayor something something else to do yeah or something else to do and yeah. the fabulous tess higgins who's yeah, playing uh, our mayor and our ma is she's just so a revelation in both she's, roles she's so good and for a score that was clearly written for nancy opal who can sing from a to Nancy Z. is a freak. She can sing um, notes that don't exist. Yeah, but Tess is keeping up. She is She's killing it. killing it. And, like, that's that's really saying something yeah. and, about what she yeah. is capable of. And she's an improv comic, oh, yes. too, so she's Brilliant. funny as shit. Brilliant. And so, like, to have the vocal chops and the comedic chops to pull that off, like, I'm just so impressed. <laughs> Um, so her, th- that role is expanded and that's one of the differences that you'll see in the musical and that makes the musical so much fun. Another thing is that Melvin, the janitor and Sarah, the blind girl, his love interest have not met before he becomes the toxic Avenger in the movie, in the movie, mm-hmm. in the movie, she calls him Melvin. She knows his identity right, right. in the musical, that secret identity that that superheroes often have to contend with is a much bigger part of the storyline, which I like. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I think that... I love that well, she rejects him as Melvin. Yeah, yeah. She's, for a blind person, she's a little shallow, she's which I tricky. love. I love it too. I love that they get, that they make her more complicated like, oh, in the... Um, in this musical, they also let her be very slutty because oh, they're like, why, why don't the handicapped get to have sex all the time? Oh they, God, yeah. they deserve to be just as slutty as everyone else. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, and this, 
movie doesn't have as much of that, but it also has that great performance by this by this actress. Just so sincere. The part where she's like, my favorite part, I literally rewound it five times, is where she's th- she's bringing Melvin into her house, and she's like, oh, Melvin, watch out for the ledge, and then it's just like, boom, and <gasps> face plants over the ledge, and then gets up with this look on her face that's so genuine and, and like, angelic. Like, oops. <laughs> like, oh, oh, well. Oh, well. She's constantly knocking things over. Right. Yeah. And then she, and then she feels his dick and is like, I'm, do. I'm I'm good. I'm good with this. She says, she's like, I haven't touched a man in two years. In two years. And so that that love story is a bit simpler in in the movie, but that makes it um so fun, like when she's willing to leave everything she knows to go live with him in the literal garbage dump. Right. And she in makes their and she makes their little garbage home as cute as possible and they put a they put a little picture of the dog and she's definitely like did you know she loses clothing the farther you go oh yeah she's definitely she's wearing less clothes she like becomes... when she has like pocahontas outfit at the end oh boy <laughs> like it's like a slutty halloween costume um yeah it's wonderful um it is and we were talking about the mayor and the corruption and how quintessentially 80s that is because he even is like part of the war on drugs while selling the drugs right, he right. calls it they're like the, here's here's the some fund yeah here's yeah. something from the drug division oh, wink drug division, wink, right wink nudge nudge because because in hindsight we understand how much of a sham the war on drugs of the right. 80s was how these politicians were Going after uh, queer people and trans people and minorities in droves, jailing them for nonviolent crimes. Some of them are still in jail. While the government is still in jail, yeah. while marijuana treats for dogs are being sold. Right. And yet they have this veneer of we're just making this the town better. And yet this vigilante is putting away the real criminals. Right. And that is a, you know, this... In the 80s was when a lot of young people, especially young queer people, young minorities, were finding out how the system treats them and how they can't trust the system to take care of them. They have to take care of themselves and they have to take care of their own. And taking care of your own is a huge, like, the community of, of like, scrappy America is also pervasive in this film. And it's a very white, very male film, but it still has that idea that you have to look out for each other yeah. because the system is only looking out for itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And we can definitely go back to that taco shop because... Oh, let's go. Let's talk about the taco shop. Because shops. there are all these little details that don't get commented on but are just perfect. Like, why why are there katanas on the wall under the At sombreros? The shop. Why? Because one of the thugs has to use a katana to fight the well, Toxic yeah. Avenger. Of course! That's probably, like, just that stuntman, like, could do it. He could use nunchucks and like, he could use a katana. special skills. Yeah, they, they looked down mm-hmm. at those special skills and was mm-hmm. like, okay, We'll just all right. hang some on the wall. That'll We're be amazing. This. Yeah. It, 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 put, uh, put but a... when he, my favorite is, like, it's got my favorite death, which is when he makes the milkshake out of the guy's head. He makes, yep, he puts the whipped cream, and what do the cops say? He puts say? milk in his mouth first. That... He, like, waterboards him with milk. That, basically. how did they film that? That looked very... That traumatizing for that, that poor actor. It. Well, you know, like he, that actor also got paid like a dollar. Probably. You know, if he got paid for the fun of it. If he got paid, they're for like the exposure. 
Although if they said we're gonna rip off your limbs and then put you in a in a milkshake machine, I'd I'd say yeah. I mean, I said yes when yeah, when I was like, asked to yeah. do this musical. Yeah. I was like, oh, absolutely, one hundred percent, yes. And of course, the the other villains, major villains in this movie, are these privileged white people who are getting away with vehicular manslaughter. Oh my God! No, while, no in broad daylight. In broad daylight, while um, the the government is uh, preoccupied with uh, selling drugs. <laughs> so ridiculous. It's pretty crazy. And there is a scene where it seems that Toxie, as the Toxic Avenger is called kills an innocent woman right um who happens to be a dwarf actress like they're throwing everything at you yeah there's a there's a lot there there's a lot there um and then it it seems that he has murdered an innocent old lady but it's it turns out that the lady is not quite so innocent as she seems she's like a rap sheet she has a rap (laughs) sheet they they mention white slavery at one point i'm like oh absolutely and the the only clue is that toxic the toxic avenger is described by this one german scientist as being uh genetically predisposed to fight evil right. meaning he can sense evil, evil and go after it and he's like minority report yeah it's one of his it's one of his special skills i mean his superpowers are what besides being tall ugly and very strong he's indestructible he's indestructible I mean, and they don't talk about is he indestructible? Ways. Because they're about to. But don't they shoot him earlier, and he and it it doesn't affect him? Did I make that up? That could just be a mu- an invention of the musical. Like in the cop. Not what to a, give when, away too many spoilers. When they beat up Clancy, don't they try to shoot him, or maybe they don't? Maybe he grabs him before. I but they know. never talk about if he's. Maybe that is just the musical. Maybe he's just invincible in the musical. He's almost indestructible except for one, one thing. fatal threat that also doesn't exist in, in the, the movie. movie. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> let's not spoil yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, people malign this film because of its cheapness, because of its crudeness. But a lot of the things in this movie, like beating up old ladies and sexual assault, are happening in Clockwork Orange. Oh, God, yeah. But, but that's, that's a classic. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a classic because... Oh my god! I shit on Stanley Kubrick in every single episode of this podcast. Do really? I don't know why. I I I'm not. I I like Clockwork Orange. I love that movie. But you know, I've never for seen some it. reason I just oh, it's great. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. What? I Clockwork like Kubrick. Orange. I've never seen it. I know it's it's on my list of. I've never seen. Uh, these are totally these are apples and oranges. But I've never seen Clockwork Orange. I've never seen Top Gun. Mm. And there's a. There's I haven't a, seen Top Gun either. There's a list of oh, too busy watching I Toxic hear it's Avenger. Very gay, so oh. you I'd love Top to watch Gun. Top Gun. That might make me gayer this week. Um, yeah, no, it's it's like there's a list of films that everyone's seen that I've just missed. <laughs> it's fine. Did anything make you gayer watching this movie? There were a lot of breasts, but also there were things they're like they're not my type of breasts. So no, no, they're they're no, they're too too skinny for me there are some um, uh there's some uh, muscly dudes there are some muscly dudes that made me kind of gay um did you know this is totally random but did you notice like the sex scene like toxic never takes off his pants oh no yeah they're just like humping away but yeah right through the pants see which is so there. um so cinematic i feel like you know when so when you when you keep your bra on during sex or when oh, yeah, you're when finished are getting up after having sex and they and have full they underpants on already yeah. have their underpants on yeah. like i'm sorry what it was not a real not show a butt 
Not a, yeah, yeah I, no one wanted to show butts. I'm What's not going sure on? Anything in this movie made me gay. Oh, not even when she fully gets her vagina sealed shut on a bed oh, of hot oh sauna god. rocks. Oh god, no, that that sewed my vagina up, actually. Oof. That um yeah, no. Oof. You never just they never talk about that again either. No, no you never like, see you Kelly? never even see her again. Is she dead? Is she alive? We have no idea. He was like, This is a warning. I'm like, that is more than a she's warning. She's sir. Hurting. Sure, she's Ooh. committed crimes against humanity, but that is more than a warning. That's a lot. That's that's a lot. Mm. Do you think the women get it any worse than the men in this movie or is it equal no i think they do i think they do get it worse yeah because like because there's always that element of uh sorry to say this but rapiness whenever a woman gets attacked in an 80s movie there's yeah, always a sexual element there's to always it. a sexual element to it and like frankly for my i won't give it away totally but like the main bully doesn't have nearly as violent a, of a death as i think he should no it's really just action-packed which is another thing this movie is action-packed there's an explosion car chases explosions fights and falls and fire stunts multiple i was thinking about that like how fun would it have been like stunt work pre-cgi oh yeah there when they threw a car off a cliff and it exploded in any movie practical effects to me will always be better because there's artistry to it yeah even in even in crass crude movies and that movie had no budget effort so they spent a lot of money for yeah. those explosions that they, they had. saved all their money for yeah. explosions and gore what i i should have done more research on this but the name of the special effects artists and credit credited in the beginning uh was jennifer aspinall so this film might have had a, a woman at the helm of all of its makeup and special effects which is pretty cool that's pretty amazing despite the fact that Especially... lloyd kaufman of trauma films was also very hands-on with with special effects but um, that's pretty cool. I like that the special effects were credited solely to Jennifer Ooh, Aspinall, yeah. and yeah, I plan on looking unusual for that into time her more. Yeah, it's still unusual for now in a lot of ways. Um, for special, for gore and stuff. Yeah. Are you much of a scary movie person in general? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Would, do you prefer the campier movies like this? It's my taste has morphed over the years. Uh, since having a kid, mm-hmm. I have a harder time with intense scary movies right with disturbing images children in peril oh yeah, yeah i still haven't seen what's that movie you with said John that krasinski where you can't talk oh a quiet a place quiet place which i hear good. is great but like i can't deal children with children in danger, in danger i cannot deal like i saw the babadook <gasps> while i was pregnant oh my and watched it in in this very like squishy love sack with four blankets over my head she's sitting on just, a squishy love sack by the way and just wept the entire time <gasps> oh, like wow. i i and then That's a I beautiful actually found movie. the end of it very satisfying. I found it to movie. be beautiful. Yeah, you gotta I live with your demons. I would absolutely rewatch it, knowing what I know. This is true, yeah. But the intensity of it, I was like, I'm gonna go into labor watching, watching this. this. I don't know if I can finish it. And then I was like, push through, push through it. I think it's really good. Like just, just watch it. But there are movies like like Seven. I would never watch again. Ooh. Um, there are movies like. Would um, you watch Toxic Avenger with Oscar? He's six. When he's oh the musical. No, the movie. When do you plan on showing him the movie? That feels like 10 to me. Oh, 10 years, 10, 10 years old? Yeah. When he's old enough to Puberty. catch it on midnight. Yeah. At midnight. No, oh, too many tits. I don't know. Okay. No, so, like, Evan, my husband, like, he, he grew up watching, like, the Terminator and, like, super violent shit. And yeah. so, like... Super violent shit feels like ten years old to me. <laughs> like, like, like when it's like this is fun, like real. Action. It's action. Not it's like not... super violent, like but like action movies. But like action movies, 
especially now with what we're dealing with with guns and stuff like oh, yeah. i don't necessarily want him watching that either and like normalizing ar-15s yeah. you know what i mean like things of things until like that. until the government gets involved there aren't a ton of guns well the, the criminals do use guns in the taco shop but there's a lot of just hand-to-hand combat yeah. rather than assault yeah, weapons totally. in this totally, film which i appreciate too but we i i'm a big zombie movie person mm-hmm. because zombie movies, especially like the the newer george romero ones are so fun and like i love the remake of dawn of the dead um yeah like i like a fast moving zombie you know things like that but I watched, I also watched Sinister when I was pregnant and wanted to die. <gasps> oh my goodness. Like would get up to pee in the middle of the night and see that face no! and be like, no, God. no. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess this movie is much more palatable despite all its violence. It even warns you at the beginning, like this is a violent movie. Mm-hmm. Trigger warning. Yeah. No, this one, this one, I had a Clockwork little Orange had no trigger warnings. No, it sure didn't. And why is it a better movie? Because of money and British accents. Well... That's it. Malcolm. It's only it's that's the um, same movie otherwise. <laughs> yeah. That's what I hear. Oh man. What a fun movie. No, I love it. I would totally watch it again. I, I've never seen any of the sequels. I've seen pieces of them. Ron Jeremy is in one of the sequels. Get out. He plays the mayor. When you know, after uh, you know after Peter Belgoody. This mayor ends up not very well. Is he still Belgoody? I haven't watched Like, is it, it like, on so a soap long. opera where no, they just replace the actor and not no, the character? No, he's not the same okay. mayor, I don't think. I kind of love a Ron Jeremy spotting. It's like, who can we get to be in this movie? Ron how about, Jeremy. How about the most famous porn star of the Which 90s? is also horrifying in its own way. Like, <sighs> Batman Being a, naked. a famous porn star. Oh, dear God. God, the sex work industry is weird sometimes. Like, that's possibly one of the most unattractive <laughs> men of all time yeah that would definitely make me straighter that movie watching ron oh, jeremy God, yeah yeah with yeah. or without his clothes on no. quite frankly yeah. like he could have the prettiest dick i've ever seen no it doesn't matter it but doesn't matter when it's attached to ron jeremy yeah no ev- no 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 i don't think everything so. about that is terrible so. and his dick's okay i've seen it yeah i it's been a while i'm gonna have to go go it's, back and see some some classic Ron Jeremy performances to yeah. reappraise that dick. You're not missing much, though. Okay, great. I mean, Good to know. Good to know. It's fine. So, Tracy. Yes. Would you like to promote anything before we end our discussion? Besides the Toxic Avenger at Rorschach <gasps> oh Theater. Oh my goodness, the Toxic Avenger at Rorschach Theater? When does it open? It opens February 3rd, 4th. It's a, that Monday. Shit, I should know this better. Oh, I think it's the 3rd because, third. It the, opens because 3rd. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday is the second that's right so the day after that is the third and uh we open monday the third we have previews prior to that that starting on january 31st one of them is pay what you can the first three performances Mm -hmm. i believe pay what you can what you can they're also um their shows are thursday friday saturday sunday are they thursdays Yes, there are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays. There are a couple of Monday industry nights. You can mm-hmm. follow Rorschach DC on Instagram. You can check out their website for yep. more information. You can follow Tracy at... Uh, and Instagram is Tracy Lynn Oliveira. On Twitter, it's Oliveira Tracy. I hardly ever tweet, though. 
So just don't I, I tweet always, at I Tracy. Mean to tweet. <laughs> I, I always Twitter's a to tweet. Twitter's a hellscape and it's awful. I mostly just go on Twitter to troll politicians to troll I don't like. Excellent. Um, that's a great use of Twitter, honestly. That's is, pretty much and be to it. put like stuff I list on Poshmark. It's not oh, like, very exciting. Awesome. <laughs> um, but there are also like ways to get discounts. Like there are tickets on Gold Star all the time. I think they automatically put tickets on Gold Star. Okay. Um, there are also 10 $10 tickets available for every performance that are first come, first serve. Excellent. So for, you know. 10 at 10, I believe they call it. 10 at 10. At 10 of, you can lottery for $10 tickets. They have yep. 10 seats available. We should plug the rest of the cast. We should plug too. the rest of the cast. So, Tess Higgins. Emily Levy. Emily Levy, an amazing blind girl. Emily Levy is like. So talented. So good. She's like She is not blind in real life, I should I should no, say she, she is, is a sighted actress. She is yes. But yeah. we are we are making her portrayal of a blind person as genuine and as sincere as possible, such as this movie and this musical calls for. It's true, it's true. And we have an amazing Toxic Avenger played by Ricky, Ricky Drummond, Drummond and my partner in crime, Jordan Essex. He's new. He's a newbie. He's he's about to burst onto the theater scene, and he is so talented, um, playing about 60 roles as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joshua Simon Sej. Hardy har har. I enjoy that. Please listen and uh, rate and subscribe to more episodes of The Gag. And, Tracy, did you gag on this movie? Did it? Did it? Leave a good gag or a bad gag. Oh, good, definitely. It was a good, good. gag. Yeah. And would you would you gag on it again? One hundred percent, yes. Would you gag on it alone or with friends? Both, I think. I watched it by myself yesterday. I rewatched it by myself. It is I think fun, with no matter what. It's better. Oh yeah, absolutely. I this, feel like gagging with friends is always better. This could be a great midnight movie. This could def it definitely has a cult appeal and everything in it, and there's just so much in the Tromaville in the Troma archive that is just delightful awfully problematic and crazy and gory but delightful in its sincerity absolutely and the fact that trauma as a production company will also go after other uh will also restore and archive other um independent shoestring micro budget Mm -hmm. films by lesser known uh, groups, including, for instance, a cult film called Vegas in Space, which was a sci-fi epic filmed on a shoestring budget exclusively by drag queens and queer performers. I'm and Troma, sorry? And it's available on Amazon Prime. And Tromaville is res- well. uh, Troma Productions is responsible for, um, for archiving and, and restoring that film, oh, um, which is great amazing. because a lot of those actors, unfortunately... Uh, lost their lives to AIDS in the 90s. So oh it's God. great that Troma, for all of its craziness, is is still doing the work to preserve these artifacts, That's so awesome. to speak. That's awesome. Um, Vegas in space. Vegas in space. Check it out. Check out the Toxic Avenger, the movie. And please, please, please check out the Toxic Avenger, the musical, <laughs> opening January 31st and running through March 1st at Rorschach Theater. And until then, thank you. Thank for you having so me. much. Thank you so much, Tracy. I'm so glad you agreed to do this. And me too. I'm super stoked. Let's sing and dance our way out of here. Bye. Bye. Bye.